At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome to it, folks. Time for another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I, of course, am Danny Burke, your host. And per usual, we are broadcasting live here in Des Plaines, Illinois, out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. We got a nice show planned for you throughout the next 60 minutes. Let me tell you what we got dialed up. Now, to begin, I'll be talking about the Bulls game. We won't spend too much time on the disaster, disappointment gross outcome, whatever you want to call it, that we saw last night against the Knicks. But we had both of our props. We're at least content with that. But they do have a game tonight against the Wizards. So we'll touch on that just a little bit. We'll let Nick Whalen talk more about it in a half hour when he joins us going through all the top games in the NBA slate. Mike Palm also going to be hopping on in 15 minutes, co-host of Odds On. And look, we're going to go all over the place with Mike. He's going to talk a little bit of baseball, specifically throughout the NL Central, some NIT college basketball action, and then a hockey game that is piquing his interest. So that will be in 15 minutes, and then we'll get to Nick Whalen in a half hour. And then at the end of the show, it will be time for Danny's Dimes, although I really only have one play that I just I guess would officially give out there's going to be a couple more we'll discuss and give out as stronger leans and that I just want to dish out my two cents but one play in hockey that I do like for an official place so we'll go over that toward the end of the show in 45 minutes but like I said let's begin previewing some of the top basketball action tonight and well I guess it's not necessarily the top action with this Bulls and this Wizards game but we've really been hammering bets when it involves the Bulls considering we're here in the Chicagoland area, and it's a team I'm very familiar with. And again, when we've been betting the NBA revolving around the Bulls, whether it's betting on them or against them, it's been fairly profitable. So we're seeing if we can find an avenue in this game tonight. Let me tell you where some of the movement has gone, because Chicago originally opened up as a three-point favorite. Now you see it as high as five, with the news that Zach Levine is going to be available. It moved up to four and a half and then moved up again. Now you're seeing at Bet Rivers, the Bulls is a five-point favorite. Oddly enough, though, the money line is just minus 190. Now I know that that is pretty high still, but when you see a spread as high as five, you're usually getting a money line at about minus $2 or more, maybe about minus 220. So, hey, not too shabby if you still want to look for the Bulls to win this thing outright, minus 190 on Chicago, if you can trust them, and that's a big if. 
The Wizards on the other side, we know they're banged up. No Kyle Kuzma tonight, and of course Bradley Beal's been out for quite some time. And that's significant not only because they're two top scorers on this Wizards squad, but they were two of the top scorers in both of the two previous matchups when they played Chicago. Now the Bulls won both of those matchups. On New Year's Day, if you remember, DeRozan had his game-winning shot after he had the one against the Pacers, and he had one against the Wizards where they won 120-119. to 119. And then they played a little bit later at the United Center. Bulls took care of business 130-122. to 122. But Kuzma had 29 and 21 points respectively, and Beal had 27 and 26. Now remember, again, both of those guys will not be playing tonight. It's a new-look Wizards team, so to speak, considering they got Porzingis on their squad, and Porzingis did have a fairly solid game when he was still a part of the Mavericks when they went up against Chicago earlier this year, dropping, I believe, 22 points. And we know that the Bulls can struggle against big guys who can shoot and move pretty freely, and well, Porzingis can do that from time to time. Nevertheless, the Bulls still should have the advantage in this spot, despite them losing to crap teams like they did last night, but also because they're on the second leg of a back-to-back, -back, you would think it wouldn't be a good spot, but this is just a hump they need to get over. This is a game they know that they have to desperately win, and you can say this for so many games for the Bulls, but this is their come-to-Jesus moment more than any other game and it keeps seeming like that for every game but that's the point with such a tough eastern conference where the seating is all over the place and every team is going to be tough you need to take advantage of every opportunity the bulls certainly needed to last night they couldn't do it but they're getting closer and closer to maybe being in that playing game scenario so they know this is an absolute must win and the market is telling you that they have a little faith they can do so again it was at three Kept going up. Now it's at five. If you're curious about the total, 224.5 is where it opened. It dipped pretty substantially, but now it's gone back up with Levine being back in the mix. And you're seeing the total at 223.5 minus 110 each way. There's plenty of ways Bulls can take advantage of the opportunities in this spot. Washington defensively, they're 25th in defensive points per 100 possessions and 13th in defective or uh, excuse me, defensive effective field goal percentage. And the big thing here, and I talk about it a lot, where the Bulls collectively take a majority of their shot attempts and it's from mid-range. The good news is the Wizards are allowing opponents to get over 38% of their shot attempts up from mid-range, which is dead last in the NBA. So the opportunities are going to be bountiful for this Bulls squad that loves to thrive from mid-range. DeMar DeRozan, we're looking at you, buddy. But also, aside from that, we took Levine, for example, last night with his prop over 23 and a half. He came home with that number. It's a similar spot for him to thrive. And not only because of the matchup, but because he's done so successfully the past two games. Levine dropped 35 and then 27 in two of the games against the Wizards. And the reason why is when we talked about Levine yesterday, if you remember, a majority of his shot attempts come at the rim and then from beyond the arc. Well, the Wizards are allowing opponents to connect on over 67% of their shot attempts within four feet of the bucket, which is at the rim, and that's 28th worst in the NBA. And then they're 20th defending the three-pointer, allowing opponents to knock down 36% of their shot attempts from there. So this could be another situation where Levine could be a top scorer. I know DeRozan got off last night and got into the 30s. They both could do it again. I mean, that's what the offense comes down to at the end of the stretch. It's just iso ball. While that may be good for padding the stats individually, it's not good for this team as a unit in getting into the W column. But if you're looking at it from the player prop points perspective, not too shabby. They have it off the board right now at Bet Rivers, but before the news about Levine, I believe DeRozan was at like 26 and a half, and I'm sure Levine's probably going to be at about 24 and a half or so. Furthermore, the Wizards, why they should fall to the Bulls, keyword should, uh, their 28th and half court defense, Bulls offense has taken a hit. We know that, but they're still capable of producing a lot of action on that side of the ball, especially against the lackluster defense. They're terrible in transition offense is Washington. They're 26. And the good news for Chicago, the good news here, is the Wizards do not shoot a lot of threes in comparison to some of these other teams. And the Bulls are terrible at defending opponents beyond the arc. We've talked about this ad nauseum, and we thrived last night with Alec Burks going over one and a half three-point field goals. The man knocked down five of them. So then I got to look. Who could fit the bill perfectly to maybe get over their three-point field goals prop against the Bulls? in another similar situation. And that led me to looking at Contavious Caldwell-Pope. One and a half is his three-point field goals made prop at Bet Rivers, and it looks really good. 
very attractive here, but the thing that, you know, makes you a little hesitant is because of how expensive it is. The over's minus 180, the under's plus 140. So it's nice that you're giving or that you're getting the one and a half for the number of threes, but they're making you pay a stiff price for it minus 180, and rightfully so, because KCP's averaging two three-pointers made per game on over five attempts. He has gone over one and a half three-point field goals made in 41 out of 71 games this season, hitting at a 58% clip. And again, these teams have matched up twice. KCP has been involved in both of those games, and he has gone over one and a half three-point field goals made in both of those matchups against Chicago. Went three of ten from beyond the arc the first game, two of three in the second matchup. And also a reason that he really stands out is because a majority of his shot attempts come from deep. 47% of his shot attempts come from beyond the arc, and he's making about 40% from three-point land. So good looks for KCP. Remember, the Bulls, bottom tier in defending the three. 26 at cleaningtheglass.com, allowing opponents to make 37% of their shots from beyond the arc. So look, in this scenario, it's kind of a bet to risk, not bet to win standpoint because you're laying so much. Again, it's not an official play because it's too expensive. But if you maybe just throw a half unit or even your standard, but you're winning less, something like that, just to get involved with a prop that I think does have some good angles around it and some good reasoning to wanting to go over, believing it goes over, this would be the one. But don't go crazy with it because of how expensive it is. But if you do want to look for an avenue to find a wager in this game, Aside from live betting, I think KCP to make at least two three-pointers could be a viable play. I do want to move on and talk really quick about this other NBA game tonight that is a marquee matchup, and that's going to be the Bucks and the Sixers. I know JBT, Beeson Senior NBA Analyst, had a great write-up involving this game at VSIN.com. Make sure you check it out every day. JBT, given his two cents in every matchup on the hardwood, but this game obviously going to draw a lot of attention. You get two of the top guys in the Eastern Conference and in the league dueling off. And Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo in the Sixers opened up as a two-point favorite. But now it's come down in favor of Milwaukee. It's a pick'em, minus 109 on each money line. Totals at 231, open 227 and a half. Now the Bucks coming off a bad loss at Memphis on Saturday night, 127-102. But they've had a couple days to rest and recover. The Sixers also coming off a loss at Phoenix on Sunday, 114-104. These teams have met twice. The Bucs won in November at Philly, 118-109. No Chris Middleton, no Joel Embiid in that game. But when they had healthy rosters on February 17th, Philly won 123-120 in Milwaukee. Remember, it's a new-look team with James Harden in the mix. They come in with identical records, both 46-28, and 28, tied for third best in the Eastern Conference. They're both just a half game out of first place. So it's a big game for both squads. I kind of lean toward Milwaukee here. I know JVT liked them. The market seeming to like them. And Philly, with this new-look team, has just faltered in these big spots, especially at home. I mean, they lost to the Nuggets. They lost to the Nets. They lost to the, who was it, the Raptors the other week? I got to go with Giannis and company seeking some revenge. So I'd probably lean toward Milwaukee in that matchup. But, hey, if you want some more action revolving around the NBA, make sure you check it out at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Not only can he get a 20% profit boost on all NBA wagers every Tuesday, but tonight at Bet Rivers, they're offering a random profit boost for the Los Angeles Lakers and Dallas Mavericks game. So make sure you log into Bet Rivers to see what boost you can get. So go to the Bet Rivers app or visit BetRivers.com and get in on the action tonight. Terms and conditions apply. See site for more details. Coming up next, we're talking with Mike Palm going all across the board. Stay with us here on Russia. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. 
I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL Draft is right here, well, in Las Vegas at least, but of course VEASAN's located in Sin City, and they'll have everything covered with all the quarters of getting your bets in for the draft from Matt Humans, Michael Lombardi, who's a former NFL GM, and VEASAN host Mike Pritchard, who was a first-round pick, and Sean King, a Super Bowl-winning champion, will give you all the insight to help you make your wagers. Also, don't forget legendary sports broadcaster and voice of the Las Vegas Raiders, Brent Musburger, will give his draft best bets in our NFL Draft betting guide. So make sure you sign up today to get full access to VEASAN through the Masters the start of the MLB season and the NFL draft for only $19 at beeson.com slash spring. All righty, welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Joining us, speaking of Las Vegas, we got a special guest right now. That is Mike Palm at Mike Palm Circa, where you could follow him on Twitter. You know him one of the big men in charge of Circus Sports and just the whole resort there in Sin City and, of course, co-host of Odds On here on VEASAN. Our producer, Britton, you know, he had to pull an arm and a leg to get him on here. We usually got him all shot, but we got Mike Palm doing excellent work to cover everything across the board. Mike, we are very grateful to have you on the show. And I know you're a Midwesterner at heart, growing up in the land of Iowa. So uh, I know you have some interest with some baseball in the NL Central specifically, and we're getting to be about that time. And we're looking at these odds at Bat Rivers, at least for the NL Central and the Brewers. The favorite, minus 162. We're not accustomed to seeing that per se. Cardinals plus 210, Reds 10 to 1, Cubs at 11 to 1. Ah, oh, man, I, you got a good read on this division so far? Well, I tell you, Danny, when I look at all the divisions, and, and with apologies to the Dodgers, because I think the Padres are going to be awful good if Clevenger's right, uh, the Brewers tower over this division to me. Uh, you know, if Flaherty's on the, is on the shelf for three or four months for the Cardinals, uh, I look at that rotation. You're asking Wainwright, and you're 40 years old, to anchor that rotation. That includes a lot of guys that are probably four starters on other teams like Miles Mikolas and Dakota Hudson. And then you have a 35-year-old manager uh, taking over. for. Uh, it's the first time you had a 35-year-old manager in the Major League Baseball since 03 with the Cleveland Indians. So the Brewers went out. They locked up all their pitching. They, that one, two, three punch in the rotation with Peralta being such a good matchup against all the number threes. God, I, I like the Brewers a lot. I think even at your at your book there, Danny, you can bet an exact up Brewers first, Cardinals second in the division, and at, at something like plus one thirty five. I think that might be the way to attack it because I the Reds have gone backwards, the Pirates are going to be miserable again, and I don't even recognize the Cubs. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, uh, people are not content with the way the organization has done some things in this offseason, to say the least. And Mike, we're seeing their win total at about seventy three and a half. For the Cubbies, the juice a little bit on the over, minus 121, under about minus 108. Is this just going to be a team that's in consistent regression until you see a big overhaul, or do you think they might have enough talent to still be competitive? Well, I don't know that they'll be competitive, but to get to 74 wins, remember you're going to play 
the, you know, Pirates and the Cardinals a bunch in that division. And uh, so I wouldn't rule out, over, you know, to get 74 wins. But, I mean, what, what are you doing here with Stroman? I mean, I don't know your opinion, but I don't know that much of he's a, a leader. I watched this guy melt down so many times. Anytime something goes wrong in a game, obviously Hendricks has been the anchor there for a while. But the, the team looks almost unrecognizable. The top of the lineup, the bottom of the lineup, it could be another long rebuilding process here for the Cubs, and it may be a while before they see the playoffs again. I, I think you're spot on, Mike. I mean, look, they brought Suzuki on over, which is going to bring a lot of excitement, sell a lot of tickets, and same thing with Stroman. I think it's more so of that avenue that the Cubs are approaching more so than rebuilding in the appropriate steps. I mean, they're trying to get that farm system back in place with the guys they dealt last season, but you're right. Uh, there's just still a lot more they have to do to get on the right track, and it may take quite some time. So we'll see. It's not looking too good for the Cubs, but like you said, I mean, the Brewers are just, they have such a dominant pitching staff, it's going to be hard to see any team coming over them, even though the Cardinals tend to make a run toward the end of the season. But, Mike, before we move on, really quick, uh, sticking with baseball, were there any other futures that you really liked in any division? I like to lay the Giants. I think the Giants, people are remembering this 107 wins, and I think it was – here's a question nobody's talking about, Danny, and, and how relaxed is the PED testing? But, I mean, these guys had career years uh, in San Francisco last year, and I look at the top of that rotation now, and you got, you know, Logan Webb up there. Obviously, coming from Chicago with Carlos Rondon, he can make a difference, but I don't love this lineup. How do you replace Posey? That's a huge loss for them. You can get a plus price if the Giants don't make the playoffs still. And that's the other bet that I made in the National League in addition to the, the Brewers winning the Central. Ooh, okay, very interesting. Well, Mike, uh, we'll look forward to plenty more coverage of baseball throughout this season. But I do got to ask you about a little bit of college hoops tonight. Not for the Final Four quite, but we got some NIT action. And at about 6 p.m. Central time, get St. Bonaventure taking on Xavier and St. Bonaventure laying two, total at 137 in the hook. Did you have any action for this matchup tonight? Eileen Bonnie's, I didn't play it. A mall guy, a good number at 139 uh, on the total. He bet it under. He, he got the move there. Um, so he's got the best of the opening number there. And uh, maybe he's got a middle spot somewhere early if this game starts out slow. I tend to agree with them. It's going to take some awfully good long-range shooting from Xavier to get that over the total. All credit to St. Bonaventure, a disappointing season in the A-10, but they go on the road and win three straight games, including in the Pac-12 and, and going to Colorado in that first game. Yeah, and again, already yeah. going, so... Yeah, sorry, we lost you there for a second, Mike. But, no, like you said, I mean, big movement going to the under now, 137.5. I know you said them all got about 139 in the hook, and you're seeing the Bonnie's getting a little bit of love on the spread up to two. And I, I got to ask you, Mike, because I know you bet a lot of just sports in general, but college basketball I know you like getting involved with. And for me personally, I don't get too heavily involved in college hoops till March Madness, and then I'll just focus on the big dance. So in your experience, is, is there kind of a difference you look out for when betting teams in the NIT versus the big dance? Are there certain angles you approach, certain attitudes or situations that stand out, or is it kind of the same to you? You know, I kind of, the NIT is different because you always have to wonder about the kids' motivations. Some schools are happy to be there. Other schools are disappointed they didn't get in. Look, the, the team probably with the biggest gripe was Texas A&M. After their run, you know, they had a great start to the season and they closed the season well the last few weeks and then that run in the SEC tournament to the final. I thought most people assumed they'd be in. They got left out, but they've come and they've taken care of business, sort of a buy in the first round against Alcorn. But then in a very impressive win over Oregon in the second round, and they absolutely jumped all over Wake Forest, the team that can put the ball in the hole uh, in their last game. So I, I like A&M a lot tonight. I Look at their last seven games. They've had double-digit leads in the first half and six of them. Other than that SEC final against Tennessee, I lead one in the first half uh, tonight against Washington State. Okay, all right. Going with Texas A&M first half is Mike Baum. You can also get him lane two for the full game or the total we're seeing at 132. So some good looks for the NIT tonight. Uh, Mike, before I ask you about some action on the ice, did you have any early bets for the Final Four as of this point? Well, you know what I did? Uh, I had no future tickets until last Thursday night. And it, it, the Duke and Texas Tech was coming down the stretch and Again, Duke doesn't miss any shots in the last eight minutes of the game. 
as they continue to hit jumper after jumper, it just overwhelmed me that Coach K is going to go out a six-time champion this year. This team, although they hadn't put 40 minutes together a lot this year, this is such a talented team. Everything fell for them that night. Arizona gets knocked off by Houston. Uh, Arkansas took care of Gonzaga. Look at the route they had. At that point, when the games closed last Thursday night, Duke was still 5-1. to one. I said they're going to be favored over Arkansas by 4 or 5. If they get Carolina, they I thought this game would be five and a half or six. We're seeing it at four now. And even against Kansas, it's the only other one seed gets to the final. I still think Duke's favored in that game, and they were five to one. So I bet them at five to one now. I mean, it's all over the board, but they're anywhere from plus 130 to plus 170 to win it all. So I've already got a profit built in. I can just take a straight no play. You can find that at 165 or 170 and lock up a profit. But I really believe Duke's cutting down the net. All right, Mike. Well, we got about 30 seconds. I know you had one play in hockey, the Stars and Ducks in this matchup. Who did you take here? I laid 165 with the Stars. Nine in a row losers for the Ducks. Gibson's given up three or more, seven in a row. They're in an awful way right now in Dallas, fighting to get that second wild card in the West. Awesome. Mike, you're the man. Appreciate it. We'll look forward to having you on more so throughout the baseball season, but keep up the great work and take care. Thanks, Danny. Always good to talk to you. You got it. You as well. Be sure to follow Mike on Twitter at Mike Palm Circuit. Catch him co-hosting Odds On right here at VEASAN. And, well, speaking of VEASAN, if you want more action, and when we were talking about college hoops with Mike Palm, very confident in Duke, if you want more angles of confidence, check out Coast to Coast Hoops with Greg Hoops Peterson. He looks at all the college basketball games on the schedule to help you find betting opportunities. He sets his line for every single matchup and gives you his best bet. So make sure you check out Coast to Coast Hoops right now at VSIN.com slash podcast. Coming up next, we'll still talk some basketball, but we'll go to the association with our guy Nick Whalen hopping on Rush Hour right here on VSIN. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want more NBA insight? Well, make sure you check out the Hardwood Handicappers podcast with VEASAN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel, who takes a look at all the angles for the games to determine who's playing, what kind of a situation a team is in, and every other aspect of the matchup. There are plenty of great betting opportunities in the NBA on a nightly basis, and JVT is here to help you out. So again, check out the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. It's free and available right now at bsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. And make sure you check out every other recent show while you're there as well. Okay, welcome back to Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Time to talk some NBA for this segment, and we got to bring in our good pal Nick Whalen, senior editor over at RotoWire, and him and his Milwaukee Bucks. Well, you got a big game to look forward to tonight, buddy. I know uh, the market is certainly respecting Milwaukee because Philadelphia opened up as a two-point favorite. Now it's virtually a pick em. And I'm seeing some other people back them, too. I, I kind of like your squad here tonight. Are you putting faith in the Bucks against Joel Embiid and company? You know what? I think I am. And both of these teams have been difficult to trust in these marquee games this season. You know, the Bucks are coming off of that beatdown against the shorthanded Grizzlies. In their last game, you know, Philly's come up short a number of times, it seems, uh, even since acquiring James Harden. Uh, in these big-time, primetime games. And unfortunately, this game is not going to be on national TV. TNT has the Lakers-Mavs game tonight, which, I mean, that that's just an entirely different story. Maybe we'll <laughs> touch on that in a little bit. So, yeah, people maybe have to scratch a claw to find this game. Hopefully, you have NBA League Pass, but it's going to be a great one. I mean, this is, I think, Joel Embiid's last real chance to make a big-time MVP statement. You know, they still have, I think, six games remaining after tonight, but... None of those are against marquee opponents. They play the Pistons a couple times. They have the Pacers, the Cavs. You know, they, this is his last chance to go up against you know somebody in Giannis who he's directly competing against for that award. And in many ways, it's also James Harden's last chance to prove that he's not going to have another one of those two for 11, one of eight from three, you know, six turnover games that he seems to have every time this team plays uh, a big-time opponent. Uh, and, and certainly Milwaukee qualifies as that. So 
you know, like you said, this game has essentially worked its way down toward a pick em. As we get to game time, I think there's a lot of faith in Milwaukee, um, you know, being the more consistent team in these situations. I, I've maintained all year, Danny, you know, we keep talking about futures and, you know, whether, whether, whether we're talking that or game to game, I still think Milwaukee has the highest floor night to night of all these great teams in the Eastern Conference. And now that Brooke Lopez is back, that just gives them another big time body to throw at Joel Embiid. Yeah, after your Bucks dismantled the Bulls the other week, I was taking a look at the Bucks futures, not because beating the Bulls warranted it, but just seeing again in every possession how great and dominant this Milwaukee team can be, as you're alluding to. And I think they were still around like 6-1 to one to win the championship. And look, I mean, if they're on, it's tough to compete with that squad. So I don't hate the idea of envisioning them going all the way again. But in this game specifically, Nick, you bring up very valid points, and that's kind of why I was leaning toward the Bucks as well. I mean, since Harden has joined Embiid, yeah, they've looked good in spurts, but in the important games, even at home, you talk about that game against the Brooklyn Nets. They got beat down. They lost to Jokic in a banged-up Nuggets team. They lost to the Raptors at home, and now you're telling me you're going to trust them going up against Milwaukee? I'm not buying it so much. And you're right, Harden seems to kind of disappear in these matchups, his points prop was like at 22 and a half. He stayed under that twice against the Bucs this season. Granted, it was with the Nets, but still, I, you, you're right. I mean, Harden has kind of fallen victim to not showing up in these type of games in the small sample size we have, but it's true. And you also bring up a good point, Nick, about the MVP candidacy, which now is even more interesting because after ESPN pulled their staffers and seeing, you know, where the numbers were at for who they think should be MVP, the odds have shifted because Embiid was as high as minus 170 at Bet Rivers last week. Now he's minus 115 and Jokic is minus 108. It's hard to dispute Jokic right now. I feel like, Nick, if they stay out of the playing game, it's probably Jokic's award. But what do you think? It does feel like it's now swinging back in that direction, which is, is crazy because it, it really is week to week and almost night to night yeah. at this point, depending on how these two teams and how these two players are performing and, and I hate to say it, but you know, based on that that straw poll that you're referencing from ESPN's Tim Bontemps, it looks like Giannis is out of it. And you know, I, I think it really should have been more of a three-man race, but that that hasn't been the narrative. Um, and it, unless something dramatic happens over these final six or seven games, I think it's down to Jokic and Embiid. And you know, Tim Bontemps in that poll, if, if you look at the breakdown, 62 first-place votes for Jokic, 29 first-place votes for Embiid, nine for Giannis. That's a pretty big margin. You know, that's more than double. The first place votes for for Jokic than Embiid, and like you said, you know whether you're looking at Bet Rivers, I, I know at the DraftKings sportsbook, Embiid is an even heavier favorite. You can still find Jokic at plus money there. Uh, mm -hmm. You know the straw poll is reflective of people who are actually going to be voting on this award. So to me, you know the odds are still uh, they still have a little bit of catching up to do. So you know we'll see. Uh, obviously, a lot can happen down the stretch, but you know if if it really feels like all the momentum is moving toward Jokic, like, you have to ask yourself. What can Embiid do at this point to reverse that? You know, does, does he need to have like a 50 and 20 game against Milwaukee tonight? You know, like if there's only so much each of these guys can do with what's in front of them. And I think the narrative of Nikola Jokic dragging this ragtag Nuggets team that has gotten zero games out of Jamal Murray, got like eight and a half games out of Michael Porter, who never looked like himself. It feels like that's now the dominant narrative that's starting to take over uh, because Philly looked great in those first few games with James Harden. And now that they've been a little bit iffier in the in the couple of weeks since then, I think a lot of people are starting to shift their focus more toward Jokic. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And like you said, make sure you do your shopping because you can still get Jokic at some plus money. And based off that poll, which does include a lot of the legit voters, could be very telling of what's going to come to fruition for the MVP award. As we're joined by Nick Whalen of Rotowire here on Rush Hour, previewing tonight's NBA slate. And of course, Nick, I got to get your thoughts on the Bulls game tonight. This team is just so disappointing, night in and night out. But they do have, I can't even say it, but I have to. I mean, it's a favorable oh, match, but every favorable matchup they have, Nick, they just, they just lose because it's on the road and they mm -hmm. just play like a team that's never played before. Uh, they're laying four in the hook, though. After Levine, it was announced he was going. The line shot up to as high as five. Now it's at four and a half. Total's at 223 and a half. Anything worth betting in this game? Well, I, I, when I was going through and doing my research today, the first thing I wrote down when I looked at this game was the Bulls should absolutely win this game. You know, I, I know they're on the road. They've struggled on the road all season. Um, I, I was listening to local Milwaukee radio this morning, and uh, the the you know the local hosts were not afraid to point out that the Bulls are sub 500 uh, in away <laughs> games this season, and they have kind of fallen on hard times. It feels like they may have hit their peak a little too early 
They've been bottom 10 in defense since the break, which is just really not characteristic of how this team had so much success earlier in the year. But you have to consider, Washington does not want to win games at this point. They are not competing for a playing spot. They are competing for draft positioning. Uh, and they've had some guys step up. You know, Kristaps Porzingis, who at the time of the trade, I didn't even know if we were going to see him in a Wizards uniform this season. He's been fantastic playing some of the best basketball we've seen from him in a long time. But no Kyle Kuzma again tonight. He's missed six or seven games in a row. Uh, you know, Raul Neto, who was kind of their starting point guard after the Spencer Dinwiddie trade, he's now out of the rotation. Like, you're, you're kind of forcing minutes to guys who probably shouldn't be playing 25 to 30 minutes on a lot of nights. So all of the evidence points toward the Chicago Bulls should win this game at Washington. But like you said, since the All-Star break, it just has not been a team that you can trust night to night anymore. All right, Nick. Well, you mentioned a game that is going to be the uh, marquee featured one on the national television tonight, and that's going to be the Lakers and Mavericks, which, of course, it should be flipped with the Bucks and the Sixers, but I guess they already had it pre-planned. Uh, this is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite that we're seeing with Dallas. This total at 219 in the hook. You and I were talking off-air because the bet that I've kept tabs on is the Lakers odds to make the postseason it was at as low as like plus 140 post all-star break despite them losing went back up to like two to one plus 250 three to one last week now at bet rivers it is six to one I mean this team is just a train wreck do you see any chance for them to keep it close against the Mavericks because 12 and a half is a lot but it's still the Lakers no I don't no LeBron James uh, no Anthony Davis, although he did practice yesterday. He, maybe we'll see him before the end of the season. Who knows? But this team is just brutal to watch. I mean, I don't know how they they built a 22-point lead against the Pelicans on Sunday, but I flipped on that game around halftime, and I watched them immediately blow that 22-point lead. And, I mean, it's it's bad. It's really, really bad. No matter what you think about LeBron, I mean, this supporting cast, I know he had a, a heavy say in who's around him. I mean, this is the worst team he's ever had around him. And then if you watch LeBron in the you know early 2000s, when he was his first tour with the Cavs, those, those were some pretty brutal teams around him. And I, I think this is significantly worse uh, when you're talking talent. And then I think it's even worse from a fit perspective. Like, I, I don't know what kind of thought went into, you know, the type of players that LeBron succeeds uh, around, but these are not the guys. And all of a sudden you remove LeBron from the equation. I mean, I, I think this is going to be one of those games that we've seen from the Lakers of late where you know, maybe you're not paying attention. All of a sudden, you check your, your NBA score app, and it's like 33 to 8 uh, You know, at the end of the first quarter. And you're like, what the heck happened here? Uh, but it feels like that's how this is going to go. Because outside of LeBron, even when he's off the court in games when he's active, there's just nobody else that can get a bucket for the LA Lakers, let alone create buckets for anyone else. And you know, I'm with you on that that futures bet. You know, and when you say 6-1, to one, that means they're getting through the play-in. I don't even think they're going to make the play-in. By the end of the night, <laughs> in a few hours, Danny, the Spurs are going to be ahead of the Lakers for that 10 seed in the West. The Lakers are going to lose this game. The Spurs have hey, the we'll, we'll see there, Nick. Unfortunately, we got to cut it off, but we'll continue it a little bit later. Thanks as always, Nick. Stick around. One more segment here on Rush Hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available and you get hooked up several episodes a week in great local sports betting content. Okay, final segment on this Tuesday evening. Thank you for being with us. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyBurke5, and you can follow VEASAN on the tweets at VEASAN Live. Shout out to Mike Palm for joining us earlier, and also Nick Whalen. Unfortunately, we had to cut him off a little bit, but look, I love what he was saying revolving around the Lakers. I mean, he's right. Who knows if they even get in the playing game at this point, but they are 6-1 to one to make the postseason. So a lot of good action in the NBA with... A lot on the line tonight, so we'll be excited to recap it tomorrow. But let's focus on tonight, and let's transition into hockey a little bit. It is time for Danny's Dimes here on Rush Hour, where I give out my best bets for the evening. And tonight, we only got one, but I feel pretty strongly about this one in hockey. And we're going to take it out to Boston, where Josh Applebaum's Bruins are taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, in this matchup, the original line had Boston at Bet Rivers about a minus 130 favorite. Currently at Bet Rivers, you're seeing the Bruins upwards to minus 143. Toronto catching plus 123. Total at six in the hook, a little bit of juice on the under, minus 112. My play here is on the Boston Bruins. I laid minus a buck 40 with the Bees earlier today. Now, the Bruins are one of the hottest teams in hockey coming into tonight. They're on a four-game winning streak, and they have won their last 14 out of 17 games. As for Toronto on the other side, they are coming off an impressive win against the Panthers. They defeated Florida 5-2. However, that game was last night, and it was a huge win. So they're on the second leg of a back-to-back against a grueling Panthers team, albeit they beat them by three, but still, you're getting up and you're preparing for that game more so than others. They could be a little tired coming into this matchup. And you're getting a uh, Boston team here, again, not only on a hot streak, but just a team that's been playing so well together and really just meshing at the right time. And Toronto on the other side, every time I'm looking at this Maple Leafs team, they just seem so volatile to me. They're still dealing with injuries. And on the road, they've been okay, 17-12-3, but Boston at home has been really strong, 20-10-2. Now, offensively, Toronto has the advantage. They get about 3.65 goals per game. Boston a little bit over three. But defensively, this is where Toronto has their lapses. They're allowing over three goals per game, where Boston is limiting opponents to 2.65. These teams have met before. This was November 6 at Toronto. The Maple Leafs won 5-2. They had Yulmark in the net for the Bruins and Campbell. They were both in the net. They will both not be in the net tonight for each respective team. Jeremy Swayman is going to be tending the pipes for Boston, and he has been a godsend for this Bruins squad. He's 19-8-3 with a 2.09 goals against average and a save percentage of 92.5%. Pretty dang good. He's got three shutouts as well. At home, 8-5-1, 2.52 goals against average, about 91% with his saves. But throughout his last 11 starts, people, he is 10-1. and one. Now, Peter Morazic is going to be taking the net here for Toronto as a backup. He sports a record of 12-6-0 for the Maple Leafs, the goals against average of 3.31, and a save percentage of 89%, so really not that strong in numbers. Even more concerning on the road, where he's 5-5-0, 
3.51 goals against average and a save percentage of less than 88.5%. Plus, he was in net last night versus the Panthers, so if he's going on the second leg of a back-to-back, -back, a little bit tiring for goaltenders. They try to avoid that more often than not. So you factor in the sense that, hey, this Maple Leafs team could be a little bit tired coming off a big win against the Panthers. They're volatile to begin with, whereas the Bruins are very consistent at home, and you could trust their goaltender, Swayman. I think this adds up to a good look on this Boston squad. You've seen the line movement in the market going their way, and I'm looking to get involved with that. So I laid minus 140 with the Boston Bruins tonight against the, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And again, it's up to minus 143, so it hasn't moved too much since I laid it. So definitely looking at the direction of Boston this evening. So that's my one official play. We're going with the Bruins, but I did want to address one other matchup tonight that I think is very interesting and still could have a betting opportunity. I'm trying to see if there's been any official news for who's going to be in net, and it does look like it's going to be Anita Ranta versus Vasilevsky. That was the assumption for the Hurricanes on the road against the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. So this one caught my attention just because it's a really star-studded matchup, and I kind of favored the Lightning a little bit in this game, but because of how good Carolina can be and because Tampa Bay's been kind of wishy-washy as of late, I ended up staying away. But right now you're getting Tampa Bay about minus 141. They opened up minus 132. They did win their last two games, and they haven't played since Sunday. But again, they have been struggling offensively a little bit. Now, the Hurricanes, they've won their past two games. They are on the second leg of a back-to-back, -back, but luckily for them, they got an easy victory at Washington, 6-1. to Hence why you're not getting Anderson in that. You're getting Ronta, who's 11-4-3, 2.30 goals against average, save percentage of 92%, so he's really one of the strongest backups in the uh, National Hockey League. And on the road, not awful, 4-3-2, so not the best record, but he's got a save percentage of 90%. Now, you are going against Vasilevsky and a Tampa Bay team that really wants to get on a nice streak here. So, again, to me, it would be Tampa Bay or nothing because at home, Vasilevsky is 16-6-3, 2.03 goals against average, 93% with his saves, and both of the shutouts he has had this season have been on home ice. Now, he's gone up against Carolina twice this season. The Lightning have fallen both times against the Hurricanes. In those games, Vasilevsky, 0-1-1. He's allowed five goals on 72 shots, which comes out to about 2.48 goals against average and a save percentage of 93%. So even though Tampa Bay did not get the job done, his numbers have been fairly impressive in this respective matchup against the Hurricanes. So if you did want to get involved in this game, if you were eager to get another hockey bet under your belt, I think Tampa Bay should be your next selection. But I don't like the idea of laying over minus 140 with this Tampa Bay team that, again, has not been as strong as we're accustomed to them being. And you're still going against a Carolina team that's one of the tops in the league. So for that reason, I'm not going to bet a pre-flop. Maybe look for an in-game number, but I do think Tampa Bay gets the job done. Again, just not willing to lay that much with the Lightning. But our official play in hockey is going to be the Bruins, minus 140 on the money line. Now, as we move away from hockey, I know last night we were talking about the final four matchups, and I briefly discussed Villanova and Kansas, and I really didn't have too much time to talk about North Carolina and Duke, so I wanted to revisit that really quick and give you my two cents on that side of the final four. And right now, you're seeing Duke at Bet Rivers as a four-point favorite over the Tar Heels. Moneyline has Duke minus $2. North Carolina's plus 163. Total's at 150.5. The spread hasn't altered too much. Open four remains at four. Total, open 149.5. Now it's up to 150.5. And the juice is still on the over, minus 113. So remember, these teams have met twice this season. Duke demolished UNC 87-67 on the road, but then obviously UNC got the revenge, Coach K's final home game. They beat Duke 94-81. They have never met in the tournament before, and man, this is a hell of a story, and it's probably going to be a hell of a game. If you remember how each team got here, North Carolina took care of business against Marquette 95-63. They then defeated Baylor in overtime 93-86, Beat the Bruins of UCLA, 73-66, and then most recently, St. Peter's, 69-49. As for Duke, they beat Cal State Fullerton, 78-61. The Spartans and Tom Izzo, 85-76. The Red Raiders of Texas Tech, 78-73. Then the Razorbacks of Arkansas, 78-69. 
The thing that stands out to me, not only that this narrative is setting up beautifully for Coach K, look at these numbers. I mean, Duke is averaging 80 points per game this tournament. Now, UNC's averaging 82, but here's where the difference lies. Field goal percentage, Duke is at 54%. UNC is at 44%. Three-point percentage, Duke 39%. The Tar Heels 35%. Free throw percentage, Duke 86%. North Carolina 71%. Huge discrepancies. Duke has all the talent in the world, and usually it doesn't pay off in the tournament. I think it does for this game at least. I'm rooting for Kansas to go the whole way, but they do have the advantages over the Tar Heels, I believe. Now, the Tar Heels do get 48 rebounds per game, whereas Duke's at about 34. But something else that sticks out about Duke, they're averaging 1.44 points per shot, which is the third most in the tournament. I think it's going to be the difference maker here. They take advantage of their scoring opportunities, and I think that's going to persist in their matchup against a rival, North Carolina. We'll get more official plays on that later throughout the week. Remember, our one play tonight, rolling with the Boston Bruins on the money line. Best of luck if you tail with whatever you are playing. Thanks to our guests for joining the show and the whole crew. And thank you to you as well for joining. We'll catch up again tomorrow, and until then, take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.